Let's talk award betting here in the National Football League. Jake Fade up that recommends. And Ken, let's start with NFL Most Valuable Player. And before I read what the market is right now, I'll start with this, because this will be its own separate clip, I'm sure. Uh, our guy, Ken Barkley, great with many different things that we do on the show. Obviously, stud analyst, for my money, the best analyst in the sports betting space. And uh, maybe I'm a little biased, but it's also the truth. And out of all the things that Ken's great at, uh, I think this is the thing that he's best at that other people aren't good at. So Ken can be good at things that other people can also be good at them. Maybe not as good as parsing through it and breaking it down to you, our listeners and viewers. I think this is the thing that like Ken is like widely ahead of everybody at would be award betting content. Ken is the goat of, of award betting. Um, so I want to just preface that by saying like this is this is like creme de la creme, top of the heap, king of the hill, a number one award betting analysis coming from Ken Barkley. Uh, so Ken, why don't we start? with NFL Most Valuable Player. Where sure. at BetMGM, Patrick Mahomes is your favorite at 6-1, to one, despite the loss in week number one to the Lions. Tua Tungavailoa, now your second choice at 7-1. to one. Jalen Hurts, 9. Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert at 10. Josh Allen, 11. Trevor Lawrence and Lamar Jackson at 14-1. to one. Dak Prescott at 16. Then we go to the guys at 30-1. to one. Deshaun Watson, Brock Purdy, Jordan Love, Jared Goff, and Derek Carr, all at 30-1. to one. And just because it's funny, I figured I'd mention uh, Justin Fields is now 66-1. to one. Mm. Uh, so I know I left I left some some names out there, but just not not reading every name in every market. We can hit on guys if I haven't mentioned them. Ken, how do you handicap through one week most valuable player in the NFL? I think there are not very many players who can win the award, uh, which isn't that surprising, probably. But as we keep getting more games, so it's not true yet, but it's going to get true really fast. And even in a month, you might be able to narrow this list to a uh, half dozen players, maybe, maybe 10, maybe fewer. And uh, and then kind of go from there. The the one thing this week specifically that I was really curious about, and it just it's sort of uh, randomness. It just happened this way, and I was curious why the uh, or how the market would react to it. Yet Allen, Burrow, and Mahomes, who were basically the three favorites to win the award, they all lost in Week One, which. Uh, is first of all just very interesting. These are three of the projected best teams in the league before the year starts. They all lose, uh, and in variety of ways too, right? And so you, you're kind of wondering, okay, you know, uh, how is and you have Tua who plays very well while that's happening, and you wonder like, all right, is the market going to like react really strongly to this happening? Is there going to be any reaction? Because after all, it's like just week one. Like who knows? And it's Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Like what would happen? Uh, as a result of this happening, I was actually kind of surprised that there was as much of a reaction as there was, to be honest, given that it is just one game. And our, you know, the win total projections for Buffalo and for Cincinnati and for Kansas City are still really high. And so I, uh, and in each market, I'll try to be like, what did I bet before the year and what would I do now? Uh, I bet zero things before the year, this market. I have zero bets in most valuable player. And now I don't. Uh, and the first bet that I made was actually at uh, MGM because they had the best price on it. And I bet Joe Burrow to win most valuable player. And I bet it this morning. And so I just, I don't agree at all that his odds got worse off of a week one performance where he has all the excuses in the world for not to, not to play very well. Uh, weather didn't play all preseason because of an injury and a notoriously difficult matchup for him against Cleveland, a team that he never, ever, ever plays well against. Uh, I think he is obviously likely to play much better as the season goes along the win total projection for cincinnati not mine the one in the market is still extremely high and uh and yet his price dropped where he's now like getting pretty close to like a dak prescott lamar jackson type of rating and he is more likely to win that award still than those players by a lot and this you can actually the funny thing is so that's who i went with there is another player who this exact handicap fits to and it, this player is actually more likely to win 
this week in terms of point spreads in the market. And that's Josh Allen, who nobody wants right now and is 11 to one in a bunch of places. And it's just like, I get it. You can argue like, well, two was ahead. I just, there's so much evidence that week one is just not very predictive of what you're going to see the entire rest of the year. It's just weird. And some teams practice a lot and some don't get a lot of reps in. And sometimes it's just, you get a weird matchup or a weird setup and it's just, it doesn't actually end up mattering. So if the prices are going to move off week one, then I'm going to resist that. And I'm going to want to play against whatever price moves happen in week one. You basically get, honestly, like two of the three most likely players to win along with Mahomes and how you feel about Jalen Hurts, but really like two of the three most likely players to win. It's Mahomes and these guys. And because they all lost, I can't believe you can get double digits on whichever one you like. I mean, the Bills are eight and a half against the Raiders. Where's the Where's 11 to one going next week on Josh Allen? Like they have to lose outright probably for that price to get to get a lot worse. So it's kind of whoever you prefer of the two, or if you want to bet both, you could bet both. I like Burrow a little bit more. I'm just a little weirded out by what's happening in Buffalo right now. <laughs> like what's going on with Stefan Diggs and the relationship between him and Allen and the potential that they're both of their coordinators are now kind of inept, Dorsey and McDermott running the defense. Like it's a little it's a like and it's a little panicky for me like it is only one week but even going into the year i was kind of concerned about that so i picked burrow as kind of the buy low of the two candidates but alan to be fair alan is much more likely to win his game this week and burrow is a lesser favorite so i think you could talk yourself into either one but nick i was just surprised honestly that there was any reaction at all to what happened in week one no matter how jarring the the the, uh, the final scores or the performances or burrow stat line whatever like that can be made up in 16 more games. And I just, I was even a little shocked that the prices moved the way they did. Feels like it could be made up like on this Sunday, potentially, depending on the week number two, depending on how things go. You better, you bet with Nick and Ken, tremendous football Thursday, P squared, B squared, NFL awards, breaking down NFL, most valuable player. All right. So identifying Burrow and Allen, love the rationale behind it. There's a player at 30 to one that like, I, I think I know what you're going to say, but trying to like sure. do the job of our audience and ask the questions that I think people are going to want to have the answers to, right? I think you and I are both under the, like operating under the potential, right? And I'm sure listeners and viewers are also, that the best team in the National Football League, at least right now, might be the San Francisco 49ers. Sure. And their quarterback, Brock Purdy, was amazing in week number one, slicing Absolutely. and dicing the Steelers' defense, had the great soundbite after the game, like kind of like calling out Patrick Peterson, who had called him out before the game. And like the, the Niners might be a juggernaut, right? And maybe they will be, maybe they won't be. I guess the point is just at this point right now, they look like probably the most and best, most complete and best team in football. Their quarterback, Brock Purdy, is at 30 to 1. What about Brock Purdy, Ken, for NFL MVP? Sure. I mean, of of all the candidates we're going to talk about, um, he checks some of the initial boxes that you would want. He plays for a team that's likely to win a lot of regular season games. That's step one. Um, the step two part of it is, is he really likely, likely to accumulate a really uh, formidable statistical resume? And this is where I think it's just a gray area, right? The answer to this question could be yes because he's a young player who's, who's obviously getting better. And, you know, if at the end of the year he had 30 touchdowns and five interceptions, would we be, you know, should we be completely stunned by that? No, because we we shouldn't really calibrate any expectations for him yet. He's a younger player. Uh, just with all the talent on the team, the thing that gets them to a lot of regular season wins, I would just be like a little skeptical that in any kind of what I would call a tiebreaker situation. So let's say the Niners win 12 or 13 games this year, which is I think a reasonable projection given how they played in week one. Um, I have under on them, but I mean, I'm, they could win 11 games and I, and I win that bet. Just like they're gonna win a lot of games. Okay, if they win about that many number of games, they contend for the number one seed in the NFC and any team in the AFC that has like a big stat quarterback does the same thing. 
that quarterback's always going to win against Brock Purdy based on how you would likely project both of their statistics. So like the, it, you can get a lot of the way there with Purdy. I think what I would want to see at least before I bet, you could be like, well, the number will be gone by then. Yeah, that's true. I, I just, I'm going to wait on him because what I would want to see is like a really consistent astronomical statistical month. And then like, I'll be like, I'll be a believer at that point. And I'm willing, I'm like willing to let the number get away from me on him because I don't believe that that type of month is likely. I think it's possible. I just think it's not likely. And meanwhile, Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, Hertz, Herbert, Lamar, maybe not Lamar, but like you get the idea. Like I, I can see a four week period where all these guys have, you know, 18 touchdowns or 20 touchdowns or something, something astronomical. And I don't know if Brock Purdy is necessarily going to do that. I think the Niners are alive for some awards and they might be alive for more awards than I think if they really win like every game, but um, not as interested, a very interesting player. And I'm glad you brought him up. I'm kind of willing to be wrong and willing to like have him prove it to me for a longer period of time, statistically before I would buy in even at worst prices. Uh, do you have anything else on MVP? I'm, I'm going to throw you a bit of a curveball, if not, and I can get to oh that boy. curveball right now if you'd like. Uh, I, I mean, I guess not. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I don't. I don't know. We could go over okay. other individual players, but I, no. I think I would just emphasize like the number of people who can win is probably very small. Like I might be able to restrict it to ten already right now. Uh the guy that I'm going to mention here is definitely not one of those ten. Okay, but. I think one of the stories, if not the preeminent story in the National Football League coming out of week one, is the Dallas Cowboys defense. Oh. If the Cowboys defense is actually going to be hashtag doomsday, and they're going to like harken back to the doomsday defense of the 60s and the 70s in Dallas, and they, they, they wreck the Jets on Sunday, and that this is one of the like, special units, right? Like one that sure. we're going to talk about for like the 2000 Ravens, the Legion of Boom, like the 85 Bears. Obviously, you need a Super Bowl to kind of like cement your legendary status there. Sure. Michael Parsons is the favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year. We never see Defensive Player. Lawrence Taylor did it once. Parsons is 150 to 1. Is there any thought at all given to like to that? for him specifically after what we saw in week one in this market? I mean, I would just argue no because of how people tend to vote for this award. Um, I think if people gave defensive players more of a chance to win and how they vote, uh, then you'd, you'd maybe be on to something. You could you could do something kind of wacky. This, I mean, this is sort of like, uh, you know, do you want a better reliever to win Cy Young? Or like, you know, you get these kind of weird positional things that happen. And a lot of times it's just, okay, like it sounds awesome. It sounds fun. The price is massive. So it's going to, your eyebrows are immediately going to, oh, like 150 to one. I just think he wins defensive player of the year every time if that happens and never wins MVP. That was a pretty good curveball, right? Yeah, it was great. So I think I was going to say Jordan Love. Is... Yeah. So there's a, a, a 9-6 uh, action there. On the other side, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year in the NFL. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network.